0: And now, the right reasons. Yo, New York in the house. It's Brooklyn in the,
1: house. Right.
0: the house. Welcome to the right reasons. I'm Juliette Littman.
1: And I'm David Jacoby.
0: Kind of boring in, uh, the reality TV world. That's this what you're
1: leading with. That's well, what you're leading with. Kind of. More. Let's do this again. Welcome <laughs> to Right Reasons. I'm David Jacoby.
0: I'm Juliette Littman. We're gonna hit
1: some new shows this week.
0: Oh, good. Good lead in.
1: I watched uh, my Fab 40th as I know you did too, and I was I watched it mainly because you told me to.
0: Yeah, because it's really important to you. Yes. Let's just get into it. But well, we're also gonna hit Below Deck and Survivor.
1: Yes, and I watched a little Million Dollar Listing, and, and you Project hit Greenlight. a new one, Project Greenlight. I'm- See, doesn't this seem a lot more fun now?
0: <laughs> Sorry, such a downer. I know. I just. I just, I just missed, like, the challenge. You the know? challenge is coming back? I know. I, just I think they named now. the date,
1: too. I think it's in early December. I don't what? know if that made the list of news on the what? rundown. I didn't even I think it's, like, December that. 2nd or something, yeah.
0: Christmas come early. Yeah. You've okay. really been
1: liberal with the curses on the pods lately, Julie. I'm I like just, it. Just
0: trying to be me, and I curse. Good.
1: I think that deserve some snaps.
0: You hate the snaps. <laughs> I
1: hate the snaps. Um, My Fat 40th is important because it featured the couple that are semi-interesting, but mainly interesting because...
0: He, they, he founded Media Takeout.
1: Now, In that, that exactly right there was basically my thoughts throughout the whole entire episode. Let me just back up a little bit. If you don't know the show, the show is basically My Sweet 16 for 40-year-olds. There's no other way to explain it.
0: I haven't seen any other episodes except for this one. Neither have I. (laughs) And I only watched it because of the couple.
1: Yes, because they started Media Takeout. Yeah, which which, is a
0: website we love.
1: Yeah, it's basically the New York Times for, it's basically the New York Times.
0: (laughs) Same level of reporting, for exactly. sure. Exactly.
1: It's all the news that's fit to print and all the headlines that are fit to have grammatical errors.
0: And like sensational language. Yes. It's it's really one of a kind. And the thing that's so surprising about Media Takeout is then you get to meet Fred and his wife, Natoya. Mm-hmm. And she may or may—I can't tell if she's part of the founding of it or not.
1: Thank you so much. i. Right. Let me back up for a little bit to give a little bit more history on this couple specifically.
0: Also, I just want to say you're probably the biggest fan of Media Takeout as a news source.
1: I'd say the biggest fan that you know. You know sure. what I mean? Like let's just not objectively okay. say that like in the universe. I'm You're, sure there's a lot of people every day. I don't. I it doesn't even change throughout the day, but I will go back to it. Like right. like hoping that they updated your, it for the first time it's ever. It's your
0: internet true north. You can't yes, you can't turn away. I, yes,
1: exactly. And it is it's just a basically a, a gossip website, right? Like a serious gossip website that features black Americans. Like yeah. let's just be honest. And um this particular couple started it it then he has been featured in the new york times and she has not and this the, their story in a nutshell on this show is we are high school sweethearts. We were struggling being lawyers, and now we're rich. Right. And we got married, and now we want to get remarried at the 40th because we are rich, and we want to have the celebration we never got to have. And did I mention that we're rich? Right. And also, they're rich, and they're much richer now than they used to be because they're rich now.
0: And they have famous friends, or at least one, Carmela, I mean, Lala Anthony. Lala Anthony,
1: Anthony exactly. And
0: <laughs> they would be friends with Carmelo and Lala.
1: And I say all that because... What I really want to pivot into is what you started the explanation with. Was he, they, he, they founded Media Takeout? Because if you ask her, they, they founded Media Takeout. If you read the New York Times profile, he founded Media Takeout.
0: Also, she had a blog that she's like take, made private called um, tri, like triplets and Tribeca or like Tribeca with triplets. And I tried mm. to like read it. You and, tried to
1: hack into it like Mr. Robot well, style.
0: <laughs> I could just. It used to be public. Because I, I was reading about them like in old Page Six articles, and it linked to her blog, and now it's private. So like she took it down for I don't know why, mm. but like that just leads me to believe if you have time for a private blog. Maybe you're not that involved in this.
1: in media takeout. Yeah,
0: but so they also before media takeout they had a laundry business.
1: Which which could mean so many different things.
0: And all I really know about it is that at one point Mariah Carey used it because they like used her name like as like Mariah Carey used this laundry service and they talk about that as like a point of inflection for the business. <laughs> yes. In terms of it's grow- it growing. It's growing. So it's like a laundry business for the stars? I don't really know.
1: It could be it could be a mom and pop laundromat like in the middle of nowhere Brooklyn, or it could be like the stars use it to like clean their gowns before gala events. And it could be anywhere in between. I have no idea.
0: You know that they are good entrepreneurs when when they have more of like a myth than a true story. Yes. Because I, I did a lot of research into them. I was like, I want to do more, and I still have all these questions, and I did a lot of reading. And so I feel like that's like part of their success is they kind of like Tweak the story depending on who they're telling it to.
1: I'm really curious about how the finances work at Media <laughs> oh Takeout. Oh my
0: god, me too. I'm
1: really curious about how the paperwork works at Media Takeout. Like there is a piece of paper that clearly establishes where the equity lies in this company that's Media Takeout. And my question is, do Fred and I'm sorry, I'm gonna put your name. What is it, Natoya? Natoya, do they share the same amount of equity in this company? Juliet, just guess. No. I don't think so either.
0: But, like, I don't know how community property works for a married couple. Married in New couple York.
1: either. Like, I, I don't know either, but, like, there's a lot of questions I have. And, like, another thing is, like, I go to Media Takeout every day, and it's not exactly like Ford trucks are being like advertised there. It's not exactly like Coca Cola. It's, like, it's not like studios. It's like. Also, it, did
0: they sell it, and that's why they have so much money? Like, I don't get it. I don't know either.
1: I mean, apparently we didn't do enough research into this, but I watched the whole damn show. I'll tell you that much. i, I can tell you something.
0: I don't think they sold it. Like we would know about that. Also, I just wonder if like do they have other like business ventures that they that like they are. Is it like part of their lifetime, lifestyle to make it seem like media takeout rate made them rich when like that was just one port one one business venture in their portfolio?
1: I think. I think it's like developing shows like if you're producing a show you need to start developing four other new ones at the same time so I think media Takeout sort of like their like biggest like blown up thing but I'd be shocked if they weren't like in the background and when I say they I don't know if it's they or him or her or what like I don't know how this works and that was part of like the underlying thing of this whole show I was wondering because it is so financially focused it is so clearly we used to we used to be have-nots and now we are haves and we're going to tell these cameras and these producers and these mic Phones and everybody at this party that we now have.
0: One, I read that they spent like one hundred and sixty thousand dollars on the party. Just
1: think about that.
0: It's more waste. Think about get a that. new car instead. Just
1: think about that. Like me and my wife are constantly concerned about how much we spent on our wedding, and it was not one hundred and sixty thousand dollars.
0: <laughs> it's, it's not. It's, you only had one wedding. This is their second go around. Like, I know. And also, oh God, she was just not. She was not particularly likable. I did mm-hmm. really like her style, however. I really
1: did not like his style.
0: He, I liked his style, actually.
1: Okay, pitch me on his style.
0: It's, like, just really casual. But, like, I, I feel like it's... Um, that's, G- what, that's
1: what you're going with. I said, pitch me on his style, and you responded with, it's really casual. You know what else style is really casual? Like, Brett Favre.
0: It, it was very... Um, it looked like it's obviously very deliberate the way he dresses. I feel like they're a deliberate couple, mm-hmm. but he made it look like he just kind of fell into it, and I kind of liked that. I don't know. It didn't. It made it me. look
1: like he fell into someone else's closet that's much bigger than him.
0: Yeah, his clothes are too big. His maybe,
1: clothes are too big.
0: Maybe he just lost weight.
1: Every item of clothing is too big.
0: If you if you just lose weight and you're that rich though, you like immediately go to get. And more he relied
1: on this like motorcycle jacket thing, which first of all I like was in in New York when I lived there five years ago. Okay, so it clearly isn't anymore, and also. So it's too big for him, and he's just not a motorcycle jacket dude. I
0: didn't like his leather jacket either. I did like his down vest. Look, that was a good one to me. A vest
1: is a really good look if you're not concerned about the warmth of your extremities. Right, you know what I mean. If you only want your core to be warm, a down vest. A is vest is a good look for
0: football tailgating from October 15th to November 15th. Exactly,
1: I have found like, that just the vest in general, it always looks good. But like, there's, I just can't get over the like the non-functionality aspect of it.
0: What do you think about people in LA who wear down vests like in February when it's like 65 degrees?
1: I don't, I don't see those people, and I'm glad I don't see those people. But I'll tell you one thing. There's been a lot of kaleware out there recently. Oh
0: my God, A lot I know. of kaleware.
1: Like enough with the kale. We're wear. beyond
0: kale. Like I feel like kale's very passe at yeah, this point. Yeah, seriously. What, like the, like it's like kind of like Brussels sprouts still around. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like kind of like the it vegetable right now.
1: I, I don't either. But that's I, I like a, a nice like rhubarb root vegetable is about to make a come up.
0: Sure. I like a good cauliflower root.
1: If you want to listen to us talk about food for 15 minutes, we have another <laughs> podcast called Food News that we just I slipped into. I
0: this wasn't Food News. Can we talk about the actual
1: event? Like yes. The, actual party it was just it took over the top and then went over the top again to the point where it was it like it
0: almost like looked cheap I, even though it was so expensive yes it did
1: it was it had that thing where it was like
0: it was so gaudy
1: it lacked like elegance and it yeah. lacked like attention to detail and grace and you know what i mean but instead they went with they like there was no subtlety to its Value. There's no subtlety to it's like it's expense. I, want, yes. I don't know how to say this, but it was like
0: it wasn't lavish or luxurious. It was just like tacky.
1: Yes, you could tell it wasn't like, ooh, I love the card stock on my like place. What do you call it? Place with, with your name on place it. Place mat yeah, or pla- table card. Yeah, table card. It's not like, ooh, like I love the place card. Like the, the, the place card card stock is excellent. It was more like we got this gigantic chandelier. You know what I mean? And it's kind of like, I prefer the former when it comes to sort of like expensive events. There's
0: probably some kind of car analogy here, but I don't know what it is because I don't know anything about cars. I don't know anything about cars either. (laughs) Um, What was I going to say? Something about their, uh, the decor. Oh, also, I just feel like it looked like um, very 80s, but like unintentionally so, like unironic. Like, I just feel like it was the colors and the lights just didn't work. Oh, this is the other thing.
1: I've, I've got another thing. Go.
0: I'm really opposed. I'm, I support an anniversary party blowout. I think it's nice to celebrate.
1: It's not an anniversary party, That's, I, that's
0: what I'm saying. Yeah. It's a second wedding. Yes. I do not support like doing a redo with a new wedding dress. That's absurd to me. Like, no.
1: On a birthday, too. Oh, it's, my it's, God. A, it's not an anniversary. I think 50th anniversary, you can renew the vows. Even, like, 25. Sure. I feel like that's fair. Anything below that, no, 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 no. Right. But a birthday is an odd time, and there was a big part of me that just wondered this: What the hell is Reverend Al Sharpin doing here? I know. Like, what, what, does he know that this is like a what is it on Bravo? Yeah. Like, it just kind of feels like there's very important matters that he attends to often, and I felt like this is probably a misallocation of his time. Agreed. That's all. You know what I mean? Like, no shots at Reverend Al. Like, maybe he's, like, if he's close friends with them, like, I get it. But I just kind of feel like there's somewhere else he could be, somewhere something else he could put his mind and energy towards. That'd be more helpful.
0: It also just seems like they would potentially be interested in just getting, like, the most famous people they can in the room for the purpose of their party seeming, like, more important. Yes. I mean, that's kind of a mean thing to say, but I think I stand by it. I think, well, I, let,
1: let me go this way. I think everybody feels that way about every party they've ever thrown. They just want to get more important people in there. <laughs>
0: There's you a know, between, like, cool people and, like, important people. Quote, unquote, okay. important okay. people. Okay. I'll buy that. Like, it's one thing to try to be like, you know who really needed this party? Like, Tyler, yeah. the creator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus yeah. like, Al Sharpton. Like,
1: Donald Trump is really popular, but I don't want him at my barbecue. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. Like, yeah. you, like you know, it would be cooler to have, like, an Obama speechwriter than Donald Trump.
1: Yeah, John Favreau. John, Ch-
0: John Favreau. I'll have all the John friend Favreau of show up. Sure. is he? Wasn't he? Yeah,
1: he's a friend of Bill's. Okay.
0: Formerly <laughs> yeah. Pre- friend of Grantland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I'm glad I didn't watch the rest of the show because it just kind of like made me mad.
1: What the rest of the episodes or just like 40th. finish this one?
0: No, like the rest of the episodes.
1: I don't. I've never been a fan of like look how much I can spend television. Yeah. Like, can you name like a look how much I can spend television show that's good?
0: Cribs. That's the only one. Cribs, great one.
1: I read the oral history of Red Man's cribs. You did, yeah. Everyone, Google this right now. They, did, you remember Red Man's no, cribs? No, I
0: don't. You don't remember? No.
1: Oh, his cousin was asleep on the floor the whole time. It was like an, his actual house, and it was not lavish. It was like it was like this is my real house, <laughs> in, like, it's kind of in nowhere, in New Jersey. It's like not in like in city. Jersey City. Right? No, but it's not like overlooking the city like penthouse apartment building. It's like like. It's just a house. It's wow. like a real house. Like the doorbell doesn't work. It was like, it's just, you know, it's just very real. He still lives there to this day. They actually did like, whoever did this oral history, and I'm I'm, I'm sorry, I'm blanking on it.
0: Sounds like complex it, it,
1: I, But it, it might have been complex, but I don't think it was. It was, was complex E if it wasn't complex themselves. That's and a great again, idea. Google it because it is excellent. It is the best episode of Cribs that ever happened. And you know I love Redman to begin with, but it just really solidified Interesting. that decision.
0: MTV really did reality well for a while. I mean, Real World, Road Rules, Cribs, Laguna Beach, Two Days. I loved all of these shows.
1: Yeah. And they there was a, what, that surfing one was good? Yeah. Um, and didn't they do like a Miami Models one that yeah, only lasted modeling. one season? I loved modeling. Me too. I loved it. Like, where did that go? Can we get that back? They really, oh, when they were doing or, documentary it called style Avenue? stuff,
0: was it called there Ocean was two
1: of them that went that went um, parallel and I watched them both.
0: The Hills, the City. I mean, they just had a lot of reality show And hits. what
1: they really did well is like. They didn't do any competition stuff. No, like when Top Chef started popping, and like Queer Eye, even there, what they really did try to stay somewhat towards the like documentary style. Now, again, like it's it's kind of insulting to like the word documentary to call some of these things documentaries, like The Hills, but
0: well, at did, least they
1: were trying to capture real life for some they, amount of major.
0: With the hills like? You know, it's not. It wasn't real, but they created a world that you were interested in, in watching. Like, yes, they created storylines that you cared about. They did a good job engineering a like a ver- a verite feel. Of, yes, I don't know. Like they just were. They were really good at it. I almost feel like they don't get enough credit. Why do you
1: think it's broken the way it has for them?
0: I think the success of Jersey Shore might have like derailed them because mm. um,
1: that could be the inflection point.
0: I think so because. First of all, Jersey Shore season one was so much better than the rest of the seasons because that was like a really organic. Um, yeah, they weren't famous at all, and it grew out of a really good true life episode. Like there's a, a the, the roots to it were really natural of that mm-hmm. of that season, and I think trying to recreate those like subcultures has not gone well ever since. Yeah, and also I think um, like I find catfish to be like a, a like an objectionable show okay. yeah I
1: find and I also I also feel that and a lot of people disagree with me on this I feel the same way about like 16 and Pregnant or whatever yeah. it's called like it's, it's just it's, it's just like it's just like guys like these lies like you're kind of hurting lies and yeah. you're not helping and I'm sure like some executive would tell me like what we're doing is we pay sort of them. like no, 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 no. It's more like we're showing teens the difficulty and the hardship of pregnancy and the reality of what it's like to do that in a way to sort of like discourage the behavior or whatever. It's like, uh, uh no, no, no. That's not what's happening.
0: Also, just because they're so young, it's just like I don't think a 16 year old should be on TV like that.
1: And should ha- and has the wherewithal to make the decision of yeah. whether or not they want to be on television. Totally. You Agreed. know what I mean? Like regardless of whether or not they can like be a parent, like they certainly can't decide for themselves whether or not being on an empty. TV show while they're a parent at that age is good for them.
0: Right. And I think like when you start watching like well when you finally join the culture and start watching Hard Knocks like I did this. Year, <laughs> like you realize that there's a way of treating the subjects not all reality show created equal which is somewhat obvious but it's really comes into focus when you watch like some of the less less respectful like, shows. And
1: also if you were to say like probably like 25 years ago if you're like okay VH1 like the place where you now get like Led Zeppelin concert footage yeah. and basically like your dad's MTV is gonna turn into like black reality network yeah. you know what I mean like it's just like the 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 evolution over time it doesn't it's not like someone woke up and flipped a switch and was like this is the way it's gonna be it's just you can slowly see it evolving into that and it's just like much like other channels like what the channel is called no longer represents totally. what the channel is it's called video hits one like they haven't played a video on the thing, thing forever bring
0: up pop frame back pop-up video that was so good i also think that a lot of vh1 programming does seem informed by the success of like a jersey shore
1: i also feel like you're just kind of keep yapping about this stuff because you're delaying us talking about below deck because you didn't love it this week i
0: didn't i just like okay the best thing of the below deck is the this coming on like this season on like the, what we still have the ahead next of us time on yeah and that's lets... just
1: true about life it, everything is like looking forward to something that hasn't happened yet is better than actually living anything in the world for real
0: I, um Agreed. The It made me also think that they know how kind of boring it's been so far. And they kind of need to keep you going because they packed a lot of punches in that reel.
1: Here's another thing. It's like they really tried to like they're I'm not sure that Don got fired or quit. Like he yeah. might have been recast. Yeah, because he was boring. just because he was boring. And they bring in this hot guy hoping that he'll stir things up And he's, but he's also just on the phone with his girlfriend all night.
0: That's a great point. I didn't even think about that.
1: Yeah, I think that he kind of told the producers he was single, and then he gets there and he's got like some girl that's not like truly his like exclusive girlfriend, but he ends up on the phone with all night because he hasn't hooked up with anybody else. Yeah,
0: because he's like not interested in.
1: How do Dane and Rocky not hook up?
0: I don't know. She's. I don't. She seems just very strange. Why her? It's, they showed another preview of her like taking her clothes off and diving into the water. That's what she does. I know. It's a weird go-to move.
1: She's like a mermaid.
0: <laughs> she should live in the ocean. She, that I'm would not sure a lot. she
1: doesn't live in the like, ocean. She
0: doesn't know how to make, make eye contact. Eye contact because she just it fish around. Exactly. Yeah. Just <laughs> she's,
1: she's never made human eye contact her entire life. My wife was watching. She's like. She's just like a hyena. And I remember writing it down, and I was just like, I don't know what she means, but that perfectly makes sense.
0: Yeah, the way she laughs is kind of like a she hyena. She laughs,
1: and she the way she looks around, she's singing to herself all the time. It's
0: just like she just, I don't know, she doesn't know where to look, or I don't, it's yeah. so annoying. But
1: I find myself liking her. Like, I kind of want to hang with her. I do I think not. she's kind of fun.
0: Okay. She's not for me. I do. I do. I do. I, I'm relieved that she's not turned on by Emil. Well, I mean, I don't know how anyone impossible could be. It's possible to be He's turned the on the by the worst. Me.
1: Emil is like the quintessential male or female. This is not a male trait or a female trait where you see them and you meet them and you're like, oh my God, I love that person. And then you talk to him and two hours later, you're just like, just save me from this person.
0: He's the worst. Hey, you're attracted to it. You are drawn over to him because he's like physically attractive exactly. and the second he starts talking you're just like nope you're
1: like no, no way <laughs> <laughs> unfollow block everything no thank you no longer want this person in my horrible. life he's
0: horrible this week he thought it would be charming to go up to Rocky and let her know that he lasts a long time during sex in case that wasn't clear
1: <laughs> I'm just gonna let that one sit for a second <laughs> I didn't know you were gonna go it. there on the pod and he repeated yeah, it yeah and then, so then but here's the thing what, what like, was
0: his exact quote I wish I remember it
1: oh uh, I don't remember but I do like Rocky but I did hate that she wrote a note to Emil saying that she had no feelings for him in all caps and that, like, she wishes him the best. It was basically like a breakup letter. And then she shows it to the entire social circle that he she hangs out with. She it
0: with a marker, not even the pen. Yeah,
1: and then she, like, gives it to him. And he's like, did you show this to the other people? She's like, yes, I showed it to everybody. It's kind of like, Rocky, that is j- – there's no – no behavior. reason for you to show that to anyone besides a meal. also no reason to go all caps with no feelings you know what i mean <laughs> I like mean, like it's not what you do it's how you do it like that's not the appropriate it way to get that it seemed like across. nothing
0: was happening it was bad weather so the producers were like hey can you write a note you, out yeah exactly <laughs> um let's talk about the weather it seemed really like unpleasant in the bahamas like, it's cold not, windy
1: it's not a great sell for this no. and just like if you're spending what it costs thirty thousand dollars, whatever it is, go Google it. It's like somewhere it's like around 40. twenty, thirty, forty, whatever. If you're spending that, if I'm spending forty thousand dollars on a vacation, and again, I've never spent, I've probably spent ten percent of that maybe once. But if I'm spending that much on a vacation, I'm planning it out, and I'm so excited about it. And it's it's like I'm just it's on the calendar. I tell all my friends about it. There's just like you said, like the anticipation builds and builds, and you're so excited, and then you get down there, and you're basically playing Yahtzee in a dining room. Like we can play Yahtzee in our own dining room yeah, exactly. and save
0: $40,000. Also it's one thing to I mean again like I just would not choose if I if I, if the weather was was questionable at all, I would not choose to spend that time on a boat. Like give me the yes. nicest hotel in the world.
1: My honeymoon the weather was not great, right? You're mm-hmm. we in Thailand and like That's- we we had a great time, okay? But both of us will look you right in the face and be like there was a yeah but to every day. Interesting. You know what I mean? We had a lot of fun. And we had so much fun. Great memories, great times, but... Every single day there's a yeah, but mm. it would have been better had the weather been good. I guess you know it does I mean? rain
0: there a lot. What, what season? Oh, it's September.
1: Yeah. But like we went when it was non-rainy season, but the rainy season came early mm. and everyone we talked to was like, oh yeah, it's the rainy season now. It came early this year. We're like, God That's damn it. like
0: coming to California during an El Nino year or something. <laughs> what?
1: What are you talking about? <laughs> it's an
0: El Nino year. Let's
1: move on to the next show.
0: Really? Yeah. No, nothing else about Below Deck?
1: I don't know. What do you got? You don't want to talk about I it. I don't
0: know. I just I, I'm trying to think about what happened on this episode, and I have no the idea. The sorority
1: sisters came. It was so boring. Yeah, it's they the, had a boring the, trip. Had, yeah, the sorority sisters came. They sat inside for a little bit. They got caught in a rainstorm, and then they left.
0: All right, let's That's move on. it. Survivor. Survivor. Survivor is pretty good. I'm back in on Survivor. My probably my favorite reality show right now. Oh no, Project Greenlight.
1: This is a good indication that this is gonna be a good season of Survivor or that I've matured. Most likely the former. Interesting, yeah. That there is not a woman I'm attracted to on the show but I'm still into it. Especially Survivor, I kind of always like to like, you know, lock in on one sure. or two women on the show.
0: Joe is definitely the most attractive person on the show.
1: Oh I thought you're gonna say in the control room. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's his name, right?
1: Joe Joga Joga. Wait, well, you no, know, his name is now Survivor MacGyver. Survivor Joe's MacGyver. Joe's is an overachiever who's kind of annoying. Like, and
0: it, he's definitely not for me. He made hammocks
1: for everybody. You know what I mean? And then what else did he do? He like he took kind of a coconut like and a like made like an alarm character. clock. Yeah, it was just like
0: he's like a movie character.
1: He's a little overachievery. Yeah, yeah. He
0: looks to me. He looks to me like hot Jason Segel. I can't unsee it.
1: Yeah, I don't see that at all.
0: Well, maybe I have to do a side by side to convince Shots you. to
1: Jason Siegel though, God, <laughs> I said collateral damage. I yeah, said like, like yeah, I know, oh. but that just means that he's not hot.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't think he's. I, I think he's attractive enough, but Joe's like a mount. He's like, he's like from nature. He kind of reminds me of like Mowgli from the Jungle Book. He was like raised like a grown up. Have nature. you seen
1: the live action Jungle Book trailer? I have. I was so excited by it that I dropped my phone and cracked. The really? Screen. Yeah. Are
0: you a Jungle Book fan? No. Oh, you just think it looks good.
1: No, that's just what happened after I watched it.
0: Oh, okay. But it did look good. I see. Sure. Yeah, I yeah was sure. Into it. I was into it. Um I like that the old people are kind of taking the power back. I use old very I use old in terms of old school.
1: Old school versus new tribe. School. tribe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But um like I like how Savage uh, on his on his squad and Varner and Terry on their tribe like they're kind of in the power positions and they're really shaming everyone who's like playing too hard. Like for example, I do like that. I do too. So Savage told this long story at meeting his wife. Were you moved by it? Okay,
1: it was like someone was telling a joke that didn't have a punchline. It was like he started to tear up. Yeah, exactly. I was like, did did she die? Did they get a divorce? Did did the kid pass away? like, where's the tragedy that's making this so emotional? And really what it is is, like, I'm an old dude and I met a hot girl. That's yeah. the story, he, right? And Playboys were involved.
0: He just, like, really loved his wife. I don't know.
1: But then he starts crying about it, and I was like, I almost wanted to like rewind and listen again. And be like, where's know, the part that I, miss I missed? Because I'm probably gonna have to talk about this in the stupid podcast. Like, <laughs> like what, what did I miss here?
0: I sometimes like take a break for like ten seconds and stop listening, and then I was like, did I miss it?
1: Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. Did we miss <laughs> it collectively? And now we're making fools of ourselves. We <laughs> might be making fun of a widower. I don't know. I don't
0: think so. But he did,
1: I think he might. Just, you know what? He probably. It always boils down to this, Juliet. He's just hungry. Yeah. He's just hungry. And then other people start crying. It's kind of like puking. Like, if you smell someone else's puke, like, you kind of want to puke. That's what happens. Like, everyone's crying all of a sudden. It's like, you're crying because this, like, 45-year-old dude has, like, a 23-year-old model wife? Is that what we're doing
0: right now? I know. It was really strange. So then... so he's crying and then Jeremy starts crying and he doesn't want to show weakness to the tribe so he like removes himself out into
1: yeah have the, like a, a, a lone cry a
0: personal moment which mm-hmm. I get sure and then Stephen was like do you think he's looking for idols which I think is a reasonable question. Totally. And everyone was like, God, Steven, can't a man just be upset and go into the
1: jungle? So here's the thing. I think what's happening is there is this game shame thing happening. Yeah. And like, I'm not buying it. It's like, oh, cool. Like, I'll play the game shame, but I'm playing the game. I'm just pretending that I'm game shaming.
0: If Jeremy was good, he would have seized upon his need for a personal moment to look for an idol. Absolutely. So I, I don't particularly like Steven, but I sort of am amused by these, like, the younger kids who come in with all strategy and no heart. Like, like being kind of like um, relegated to the margins because that happened to Shireen and Spencer.
1: I love Spencer.
0: It's so weird that you love Spencer. What is
1: wrong with Spencer? He's smart.
0: Okay. He's smart. I don't I don't buy that he's smart. I think he might just like have the right code words for Survivor. Good vocabulary.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some some people are just vocabulary smart. Yeah. You know what I mean? I've it's got like, some friends like that where I'm like, oh, this guy's really smart. I'm like, oh wait a second. He just knows lots of long words. Yeah, he's
0: like a student of the game. Like yeah. but he's only read like one like he's if he's only read one book, it's a Survivor handbook. You know, like I'm not sure he's like really sure. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying he's not I'm not sold on it. I just think he's like really annoying. I like him.
1: I think he's well-spoken in his interviews. I think he articulates the situation well. You know what I mean? And I also think that... But like,
0: at Tribal, he was so annoying. He like he lists everyone by name. It's like, I'm like, Jacoby, Carlos, Joe, Josue. I yeah. mean this. I'm changing my opinion. I'm changing how I act. Like, I'm, I give you my word.
1: Who is Josue?
0: In the, in the
1: control room. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's Tell his me, real name. His real name is Josue. You're right. You
0: told me that I wouldn't remember his name, so now I've made a point to remember it and and use it to prove he, it, but he
1: introduced himself as Joe because he knows we're going to mess up host sway like I just did.
0: But I don't think I did.
1: No, you did a great job.
0: Okay. Anyway, so I just find Spencer to be like just sort of annoying. I don't know. I like
1: Spencer. Who do you I'm like shocked. on the show?
0: Um, I like Varner. Uh-huh. I feel like he's like a, a, a character. Um, who else do I like? I don't want to hang out with her ever, but I find Abby Maria to be compelling. So,
1: yeah, I think that Abby Maria is. Basically, carrying the show like LeBron carried the Cavs in the finals. Interesting. Like it's like, I it, mean, her if,
0: crazy is really good for the show.
1: If you think about like just like the faces that come to mind when you think about the season of Survivor, like I just see a big Abby face and with like a big Joe Man bun. Like those are the only two things that I see. Like Abby is carrying the show. She she just does this thing where she'll get upset over nothing and then act like her being upset over nothing needs to be the top priority for every person around her.
0: Also, her personal narrative—the way she talks about every event—is um, like kind of fun to listen to because she's so direct in the way she speaks. But it's like she doesn't; she knows she has a temper, but she doesn't know how crazy she still sounds. Yes. so she's—I mean, she's very good television. How, from a strategy standpoint, how long do you keep her around?
1: I wonder if producers have influence over the vote. This is just a thought that came through my mind because
0: okay. clearly, Abigail
1: Maria. Has no true allies, right?
0: The old the old school guys on her tribe are kind of using her.
1: Exactly, but in Survivor, you know that sometimes you be that makes that makes you one of two things: either next out or swing boat. Extremely, you know what I mean. So it's like so it can go either way with her. So I could see her staying around as the swing boat type, but like. If you're stuck on an island, like, she has got to be very – just in the terms of, like, types of people that you want to be stuck on an island with, she has to be very low on that list. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I would never want to be, like, stuck with her. Although, like, if you surround her with, like, people who know how to deal with her, maybe you can all kind of, like, enjoy her together. I don't want to say laugh at her. No. But it's kind of, like – I don't know. It's it, I do think that the older guys on her tribe, um, Terry – varner and there's someone else who seems to be in with them i forget who it is they do seem like they could have a strong alliance going i don't know mm.
1: julia you're trying to convince yourself of this no one allies with abby maria unless you're just trying to take her to the end because you know she can't win.
0: or at least to the merge like you get rid of her after the merge
1: yeah to, something like to that. make
0: it through tribe. oh they're going to three tribes next week which i
1: like that is- me too so how do they split up the tribes?
0: I don't know. I think from a rock. They just pull. grab
1: from grab from a thing. I it always seems wanted really it to dicey be a but little to
0: leave it that way. Like, always... From a producer standpoint. <sighs> wouldn't you rather just be like, okay, here are your new tribes?
1: Or I would game it where people had to betray each other by making the teams. You know what I mean? Like,
0: like picking, having captains, and doing a schoolyard. Something
1: like that, or being like, okay, those are the people you picked. Now we're going to do this again, and you cannot pick anyone that you picked previously. Mm. So, like, like I would do something where kind of like flip it on the people, and uh, like, you know how. like those, like in the challenge, they'll do those like trivia games. Like yeah. who's got the worst hair? Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like just to make them insult each other. I would do something like that to create conflict out of it. Totally. Because a rock pull doesn't create any conflict. It's just like random, and there's nothing to really like chew on from a storyline standpoint.
0: I think also in as, that. as a producer, I'd want to ensure that we were going to get like maximum storyline. So I'd want to like pair people based on what I thought would cause drama. But
1: it, but like. Again, like you have to remember that the people that work on this, i.e., Jeff Probst, think that this is like a serious social yeah. experiment. So, like it would be too obvious if they're like, "Hey, we just made these teams." Right. You know what I mean? So there has to be some game element to it, but they decided to just make it random.
0: That's true. That's a good point. I'm glad that it got rid of Exile Island. Although who knows it could be coming back. But I don't really miss that part, that part of the game.
1: I do like the idols in the in the, the um, Challenge. Great. There test. is an idol still out there.
0: Yeah, I like know? it.
1: I want to see it. I think Bojan needs a hasn't has an idol they haven't found.
0: Who? Um, oh,
1: Bojan. I think that's what the tribes name. I,
0: I never can remember.
1: I, don't, I can't remember either.
0: Uh, let's go to weird watches. Okay. I watch Project Greenlight.
1: We Project Greenlight. Correct me if I'm wrong. Right. Like, but I just certain I have like certain pop culture spidey sensors. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it's just it's really just an, an, it, this is what they are basically. Conversation with people I know. People tweeting stuff at me. Just Twitter in general. Um, looking at the internet. And just kind of uh, you know, just just sort of soaking it all in.
0: You basically just described being alive. Like
1: <laughs> <laughs> that was really bad. Like if we did edit these podcasts, I would be like, "Host, oh, wait, can you take out the last twenty seconds of that? Because I that was just stupid. And I tried to like use my fingers to make points too. That was awful. It's okay. All right, whatever.
0: So yes, I do think Project Greenlight's in the zeitgeist right like, now. I just feel like I
1: just feel like it's more so than other seasons. Like I feel like in that first season, why. everyone was talking about it, and then it came, and then like they this is like the fifth season, but two, three, and four, no one cared about. This,
0: well. This is the third season, and I let's, think. And
1: let's not forget this that is season they, three. they brought us LeBuff,
0: Yeah, this is season three. They took a long break. Um, I think there's a few reasons why it's really popular. La one, LaBeouf,
1: LaBeouf, Dylan, 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 Dylan.
0: Um, ben Affleck has just had like a, a summer of scandal, and he's on this show. Mm-hmm. Matt Damon and Ben Affleck's friendship is like one of the things that people love about both of them. For sure. Uh, so they're on the show together Did being you see friends. Matt
1: Damon said that it was difficult to be Affleck's friend during the yes. J Lo thing. I loved that.
0: But I thought that was like a joke. I feel like that was like taken a little bit out of context.
1: Yeah, that's not something Matt Damon would joke about.
0: I don't know. That's
1: entirely something oh, Matt yeah. Damon joke yeah. about. Yeah, of course. Okay.
0: Just making sure. Well, because he then... And then another thing is, Matt Damon has been very controversial the last few weeks. He said something controversial about um, diversity in Hollywood in the first episode. And mm. then he said something controversial about um, if gay actors should disclose that they're gay. So like Matt Damon is like making waves, um, which I don't think is good for his reputation, but it's probably good for publicity for a TV show. I
1: think it's when you when you say something like that that like gets taken out of context, right? I think when you do it in a sort of like live radio or like live television environment, it's very, very different than like, oh, this thing I said six months right. ago while we were shooting is now just aired and now like I'm being sort of like dragged through the coals for it.
0: Also, he he has used the context defense for him talking about diversity in Hollywood. Like basically he kind of like Just to sum it up, really, because you haven't seen it, right? No, no. In the first episode, um, a black female producer uh, is like sort of advocating for taking diversity and viewpoint into consideration for who's going to win the contest. And Matt Damon's like, "No, we don't need to do that. Like, that's not the contest. Like, that's not what we decided on." And And, and, and so
1: he's basically saying, like, we're going to make this a meritocracy, and artistic merit is what we're going to base this on solely. We're going to do this sort of like blind justice.
0: Yes. Yeah, and the way that he says it is a little bit more offensive than that, and the woman who he's arguing with takes a lot of umbrage. And you know, I certainly see her side, and
1: it's. I mean, you can't side against diversity in viewpoints. And you like, like, you also it's, can't
0: deny that Hollywood has a diversity problem. So totally, yeah. So, but the thing that I find weird about his um, out of context defense is like, ostensibly, he's in charge of this TV show. Yeah, so, like, couldn't he have given himself a better edit if he did, wanted to? Did you
1: not look at a cut?
0: Yeah, like it's. Re- That's what
1: I mean. Was different, like in a live. Like even if you and I right now, this is not live. This is going to be edited by Joe, aka Jose. You know what I mean? So like. So if I say something like list different ways of getting information, I can tell them to take it out. And and they have six months to do right. so. This just makes me feel like Matt Damon doesn't watch the cuts. That's what I feel like. Uh,
0: yeah. But it is like a good TV show. And this woman, Effie, who's the producer that he fought with, she has become somewhat of a controversial only because she um, she is really – she's like the day-to-day producer in charge of the budget, staying on schedule, mm. and uh, she has this unfor- – the, the way they've edited her, she has said like several times in the show, I've worked on over 17 features. Like she keeps repeating that as like her credential, and she and she seems like very good at her job, and I also think she has a beautiful speaking voice. I, I love the way she talks. Oh, good. Um, but she gets into a fight with Peter Farrelly this week where basically he kind of int- – He's she's she's trying to convince Am the I filmmaker. Supposed to know who Peter He's Brown one of the Farrelly is? brothers. They, um, oh, um oh, yeah, Dumb and Dumber. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. I think they're actually involved because what was the movie with Matt Damon where he plays a conjoined twin? Do you remember that one?
1: Oh, I do remember that one. with Greg one. Kinnear. I can't remember yeah. what it's called,
0: but anyway, I think that's like how he kind of got involved. There are movies,
1: real quick aside, can I get twenty minute yes. non reality take? A movie. The process of writing the script, pitching it to studios, getting it cast, getting it shot, getting a director, getting it edited, getting it marketed, getting it going, getting it up and out is like a three year commitment yeah. like two years it's like, it's like it dominate someone's entire life and then if it doesn't really pop like that like it just becomes just like dust in the in like the nether world of like things that no one cares about totally like this particular movie like someone cared so much about this movie and I'm just like what Okay, nah, well, I don't the director is
0: like a total um, cliche of a creative where like he's so set on his creative vision he won't compromise on anything mm-hmm. and I get like why that's useful in some cases but when you're making an independent film it's really not like you have to be like budget. Conscious, yes. and so an issue becomes he's he is insisting on filming on shooting on film instead of digital and Effie like takes him to like some post-production place to like show like look digital is so great and he like, rejects it and then Peter Farrelly kind of without consulting anyone just like steps in and was like oh I'm going to convince him to use digital mm-hmm. and she gets offended that he doesn't like, consult with her first and just kind of like throws himself into the process when he's not actually involved day to day I totally I'm on her
1: side I love workplace drama oh, my I just God. love workplace drama particularly
0: with like Hollywood you're just like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this is how the sausage gets made so anyway this week again she Peter Farrelly quits the movie because he doesn't want to deal with Effie and I think she's totally right. Like, I mean, maybe she gets like a little too angry. It's but not
1: what you do. It's how you do it. Like, all he had to do is just get the cosign from her. Like, there's a way know, that... Just they, let,
0: let her know you're going to... There's
1: if, a way this could have all been done differently where everyone ends up yeah, happy.
0: Yeah, like, because he could have... Like, if the end result was to get him to use this, this annoying filmmaker to use digital, Peter Farrelly could have been like, hey, I am I have experience here. Maybe he'll listen to my voice. And mm. it would have been a win wait, for wait, everyone. But she
1: worked on over 17 features. <laughs>
0: right. I know, so it's it's a well it's a well done show like Hard Knocks. I'm like okay, like obviously HBO knows what they're doing. Like they- I
1: love that we have the second Hard Knock reference, and we're it's like really four weeks into the football season. Hard Knocks
0: has influenced my entire year. Are
1: you going to go back and watch a previous season? Tweet at Juliet, if she was to watch only the first episode of one single what season, it be? which one good should call. it be? I
0: just I feel like it just has really shown me what reality TV can be. And
1: HBO <laughs> Go like might not even have them because think they think they that they're stale. Yeah, it's like who wants to watch like the the the, the Kansas City Chiefs hard knocks from four years ago? I
0: know, but like I maybe mean, I heard the Rex Ryan jet season. It's, it's it, it'll
1: make you love Rex Ryan, right? It absolutely makes you love Rex Ryan. It makes this is a God, like I love Rex Ryan so much.
0: I do feel like. Like it makes me rethink some of the shows that I love. I'm just like, God, this is so superior.
1: I can't wait until fast forward like five years from now. You're like a huge football fan, totally based on hard knocks. <laughs> I love the yeah, yeah, Exactly. You're just like, I can't believe that they have to replace the strong safety. What are they going to do when they're in a two?
0: I know. My mom became a huge football fan late in her life. So Really? Yeah, she's, lo- she's obsessed with the NFL.
1: Really? Is it like a Jets or Giants thing?
0: She will, like watches as much professional football as she possibly can. Get out of here. She's a Jets fan, yeah. Shout She's Miss she, Jacobs. She Shout
1: out to Miss Jacobs too. I'm <laughs> sure there's a Miss Lippman out there listening to. Yeah, who knows? Um
0: she listens to like as much sports rate. She listens to Boomer and Carton every morning. Like every single day.
1: Really? Yeah. Loves it. She's the best. Yeah. <laughs> She's the best.
0: Let's talk about your weird watch.
1: Million dollar listing in Los Angeles.
0: Okay. Not as good as San Francisco.
1: Not as good as San Francisco. Interesting. I have a couple points I want to discuss with you. Great. Josh Blagg, I want Flag. to say Flag, his name is. One thing, if you don't watch Million Dollar Listing, this is basically how it goes. There's three groups of people, usually like four people total, three but three sort of independent sellers, and they all pick one or two properties. Pretty usually one property that, that they're going to sell by the end of the episode, right. but they try to pretend like it's like in jeopardy, right? And what they do is they have the seller that they're convinced to sell it for cheaper, and they have the buyer that try to convince to buy it for more. It's it's all they do, right? But you watch Josh Flagg, he just does it with a flair and a confidence and a calmness that no one else possesses. Like the, the buyers will be like, I'm just gonna use numbers. They're like, we're only going, the sellers will say we're only going to accept 2.25. And he's like, all right, fine. Like, Well, they're only offering two. And then he'll call the other people and be like, they need 2.5. And then the sellers are right there next to him. And they're like, what are you doing? And he's just calm. He's sipping his iced tea. He's like, don't worry about totally. it. Totally. And then they come back and they're like, 2.5 is a deal. And he just made them another 250 grand that they didn't want him to even ask for. And he's just got this like attitude of like, don't worry about it. I've done this before. I've got this all taken care of. Where some of the other people are just like a little more uptight, a little more worried, a little more nervous about the way that everything's transpiring, where he has a calmness in the storm, which I really like from my real estate agent.
0: Totally. And another thing that he does that I really appreciate is he learns like three phrases in all of the languages that are common in LA. So he's got like three Farsi f- f- oh, phrases. Oh, good, good, good. He's got a couple of Spanish phrases. Good,
1: like some Korean or whatever. Yeah. yeah. So he
0: really like caters to his audience depending on like where the house is. It's
1: good. One thing I'm really concerned about is his hair. Like oh, it's my like God. even in the We've interview been a setting, lot with
0: Josh Flagg and his hair.
1: Even in the interview setting, it looks like he slept on it. And it's like I know that there's professionals around there are paid like I don't know like a 1000 Dollars a day just to make your hair look good, and this is what they came up with.
0: Josh Flagg, he just has a lot of confidence in like the persona he's chosen, uh-huh. at least the TV persona. I don't, I don't know if he's different, and he just goes with it, and I like it. Like it, it's like he just sort of like he doesn't give any f's. You know, he's just like whatever world. This is me. This is who they I am.
1: had a. And this is a question I have of you. So there's Truesdale. Do you know what that is?
0: Yeah, it's like near it's like, Beverly Hills. It's like above Beverly Hills, Hills yeah. and
1: like more expensive, yeah. right? And then they also had a place in Beachwood Canyon, which you also know where that is. And like, there's a lot of tours there because of stupid Hollywood sign. People mm-hmm. drive by or whatever.
0: Yeah, and there's a lot of trails to, from there.
1: Yes. It's Good hiking. Yeah. There's also a... Don't sleep in the Hollywood Reservoir either. Great hike. Yeah, You it's ever nice gone ride. around that thing?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Walking around that thing. Okay. Beautiful. Bring a friend. It's gorgeous. And um, then they had this one property which was like in like not the best neighborhood like there's an apartment building next door their neighbors were very close but what it was was essentially like Joey called it that's my wife she called it a McMansion but it was like a modern gorgeous open floor top of the line like like just five bedrooms bath Oh, the, ones perfect. With the gigantic windows that
0: was like yeah, a smart house yeah it was house? it
1: was like it was just gorgeous mansion but you're kind of in like a not great neighborhood, but it only I think it only costs like 2.2 or something. I would take
0: it. I would go for like medium neighborhood great house. That's
1: exactly what I was getting to. Like I'm taking medium neighborhood great house over any other alternative? Also,
0: to me, there's like some. There's only two distinguishing factors really for a neighborhood. Like it, like can you walk around or not a lot or not? And if it's a not, then I'm just like whatever. If I have to drive everywhere. Who cares? Like I'm getting in the car it's no Los matter Angeles. what. Los yeah. Angeles,
1: yeah. Like that's not a big deal. But also, there's like I just want a little bit of privacy. Like, mm-hmm. and I also don't want to be so close to the neighbors that I like know their lives. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. like it's like you don't. There is like something to like a neighborhood where you want to feel some sort of community, but. A home like this, at a price like that, its I'm telling you, Julia, it was gorgeous. I think
0: I, I, think I saw this episode. Uh, in my apartment, I, love, which I love, I have a great backyard.
1: Shout to your apartment. Um... Great backyard. I
0: was. It's really close to all my neighbors. though. like, I was sitting mm-hmm. on my couch last Saturday night, like about to go out, and I heard the Game of Thrones theme song, and then I was like, "Oh, someone like is watching oh, yes. Game of Thrones." Yeah, and then I could like hear the like the British accents, and I was just like, "Wow, this is why people like like to have big lots. This is that does not happen." Yes,
1: I have all my phone conversations because I've got like a loud child and a mm-hmm. wife, so I go out into the backyard. But there's just a, like I'm literally like. Five feet away from the next house, it's just you a fence you. in between, and I'm just like, they probably know more about my life than like my best friends.
0: I know, like all my private conversations, like when I'm like sitting in the yard, like just the chatting. Exactly, so they know everything about everything being, like, all about these, like, your life. Yeah, and I always wonder drama. when
1: I see them on the street. I always wonder if they look at me and they're like, oh, that's the guy that blank. You I'm know what so I mean? So
0: high density though that I I don't know any of the if I saw them on the street I wouldn't know except for all the people like upstairs. I don't know anyone's faces of who lives around me. I just like know it's some voices. It's such a
1: different thing when you move from New York in New York you don't have a relationship with the people that live around you yeah like you really just don't and that's like even even if you sit in the same elevator we lived on like a high floor we would sit in the same elevator with people that literally their entire lives were based 20 yards from ours and we would just not speak or make eye contact totally and like as like as like a, a mutually understood thing. Whereas in the rest of the country, outside of like that one stupid you know island, like that, that one little tiny plot of land, people have relationships with their neighbors, and your neighbors are very important. And people complain about their neighbors, and like the way, then people's neighbors really affect their happiness, both positively and negatively.
0: I think I'm a bad neighbor because I growing up in New York, I'm just like who cares, like whatever.
1: I think you're better off being like that than yeah, being you. you end up. You you end up like you you cancel yourself out so you're 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 not in the red or the black <laughs> whereas I think that I'd rather have that than someone who could swing hey, largely either like, way exactly like, being involved
0: in your life news right. time news there was a real world reunion in D C this week honoring DM Brown in Congress Sean from Boston his wife Rachel from San Francisco Laurel who we love mm-hmm. Derek who was on Road Rules and then on the Challenge a thousand times Norman and Puck were all at like some congressional event to honor DM.
1: Okay, so we can't make too much fun of this because it's to honor DM who died of cancer and she's the best. But we can talk about the way Puck and Norman looked.
0: Puck looked like, um, like kind of like David Lee Roth, but like crazier.
1: He looked kind of like, oh God, I didn't mention this. There was like a Burning Man element to Million Dollar Listing LA, which was just absolutely embarrassing. This one guy pretended to be a burner. It was insane. But anyway, Puck looked like Someone that went to Burning Man took too many drugs and never left Burning Man emotionally. You no, know so what I mean? He
0: like A white suit, and like his hair was long. He was
1: like sunglasses and like like all these accessories. Like he, the he proportions kind of, looked of his like,
0: of his body were completely changed. And his hair, changed. yeah,
1: yeah, he definitely looked like not David Lee Roth, but he definitely looked like a six year old who was still on tour. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like White Snake reunion tour.
0: And Norman just looked exceedingly normcore.
1: You've ever heard of white snake before? Yeah, of course. Okay,
0: good. Here I go again on my own. is that their song? I can't
1: believe I got you to say <laughs> it.
0: That's their song though, right?
1: Yeah. Any dude who's like my age, like like mid thirties, knows that video. Like
0: it's also referenced heart. in old school.
1: Oh, that's probably why you know it.
0: No, I knew it before, but like that's like a big that's a old school reference that popularized it again.
1: Next piece of news.
0: Jax is suing a shoe company for failing to pay him for wearing their shoes. Jack like, okay, sued wearing, someone for failing wearing, to pay him. I'm
1: wearing Converse right now. Can I sue Converse for failing to pay
0: me? Like, did they have an agreement in place? Also, Jack's like, how far along did this go? Like, how much were you wearing that? It's hard to believe Jacks wears if shoes. You're,
1: if you have a shoe company, okay, like Adidas just paid James Harden two hundred million dollars, right? Yeah,
0: delivered a truck full of shoes.
1: Who's like the the CMO of a, of a fledging shoe company? That's like, do you know what's going to get us over the top? We're gonna get that Jax branding. We're gonna get these on Jax, and that's gonna propel us into a multi-million-dollar clothing compor- corporation. That's not happening. I
0: don't think there's any company, brand, organization that would benefit from Jax's endorsement. Stand by. Like here. Oh,
1: I'll give you. I'll give you one. Thieves. Um, what do you use if you get herpes?
0: <laughs> What's it called?
1: They found it in like Paris Hilton's storage locker once upon oh, a time. uh... allegedly like Valtrex or something. Yeah, yeah I think that would work.
0: <laughs> An STD medication.
1: Yes. No. He'll probably sue us for I, saying I, I that.
0: Would, I would, I would, <laughs> if I was that company, I'd want someone who seemed like more normal and regular. I wouldn't want some like.
1: But let's drill down a little bit, right? Like, okay. Who's the lawyer that oh. like has a meeting with Jax and is like, you know what, you've got a case here. Like, I'm gonna, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm, gonna, I'm, with the second you leave this office, I'm gonna start working on this immediately. Like, I, what are you doing with your life?
0: Of all the humans like in the world, Jax is top five. Someone I would never want to associate with.
1: The lawyer that takes on Jax's BS cases is like top three <laughs> you know what i mean great point <laughs> seriously
0: great point uh reality steve is on the beat of ben h's season ben H I love reality
1: steve i love ben h i know you do um how do you feel about revealing that in the last podcast now that now that we've been past it because there was a part of me that was like was juliet really asking me to like not air that
0: i'm a little embarrassed by it really i'm a little embarrassed i
1: really it. enjoyed it i thought it was a moment i thought it broke the norm of our i did like pattern. that
0: I did like that. I liked that it was a different kind of podcast, but I just feel like I seemed really crazy. Like I feel like I seemed like a stalker, and I'm not. Like I'm not totally
1: not. I'm not going to see Ben H. Totally not that.
0: Are you making fun of me? I can't tell. No. (laughs) Anyway, Reality Steve says that Amber, who we love from Paradise, Mm -hmm. and Becca, who we do not love from Chris's season, she's mute, likes Chris. Yeah. They're going to be on Ben H's season. Who knows?
1: Oh, I know who knows you, because you were there. Um You're just not allowed to say. Uh, Let's just leave it at that, okay? Because when you say who knows and you know, it's a weird thing to say. You're like, who knows? It's like, I don't know. You were there. Next piece of news.
0: Kahada was arrested for a DUI after crashing his truck.
1: <sighs>
0: I just can't get behind that.
1: It's just a bad idea, man. Like, so, have a plan. I
0: really regret making this last piece of news on the, pod, on the rundown.
1: It's sad. You know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, DUIs can break bad in so many ways. It seems like not a big deal just to get behind the wheel. But, like, you know what? You can just, like, run over a family.
0: I think he's on the next season of the challenge, too. He is. So we'll be seeing. I love more me some kahuts. I hope that, like, he's not spiraling after a bad season or something. Who knows? That was a really dark comment. <laughs> I'm sorry. <Yeah. laughs> um,
1: Plug food news.
0: Food news is coming on Monday. Give it a listen. It's only 15 minutes. What
1: are we taste testing?
0: We are taste testing rap snacks. Mm. Only available in St. Louis, apparently. And
1: there's no WRAP snacks.
0: Oh my God. You're a genius. Thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great weekend.
1: Thank you for listening to Grantland. To hear more Grantland shows in your earballs,
0: subscribe to Grantland Sports and Grantland Pop Culture on iTunes. Or go to Grantland.com and click on podcast